I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible, so I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It's no more a mess. Now, everything I touch, everything I touch, it turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you uh, for your anointing and your presence to be upon us today. We are gathered to worship you. And one way in which we worship you is by listening to your word and receiving your instruction. So we pray that my speech and preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be by demonstration of your spirit and of power, that their faith will not rest in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. We pray that revelation knowledge will flow freely and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. Our hearts are open. Our eyes are upon you. Have your way in us. Reveal teach and instruct that not one person will leave this moment the same as they came in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around and wave at somebody and you all may be seated. I want to invite you to open with me in your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. I want to read verse 10 through 12. Ephesians, the 6th chapter, verse 10 through 12. And while they're getting that up, I'll start. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Immediately, I want you to know that this is the Holy Ghost through Paul writing to the church. And we are the church. And I believe this is from this is the message that God has for us today. He says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and for us to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, we're going to talk about the devil a little bit today. And that might bother some people. Some people don't believe that there is a devil. Other religions and certain thoughts about the devil and evil and things of that nature. But one thing you can be assured of is God wants you to know that you can be strong and you can have authority over the devil demons and and evil spirits. The title of the message today is, How Did We Get Here? How did he get here? How did we get to this place where gas is $4 a gallon? How did we get here? How did we get to the place where one country attacks another for seemingly no reason? 
where a virus rumored to be man-made or intentionally released, whatever, changes life as we know it. How did we get here? There is an answer to that question. How did we get here in our marriage where we can hardly stand each other? We, at one point, wanted one another. But as it is, it's like we're struggling just to be able to be at peace. How did we get here? We're going to answer that question today. And I hope that you've come with a hearing heart. How did we get here financially where we're living from paycheck to paycheck? We can remember at times where we've had an influx of money and, oh, the relief and finally. But how did we get here where we're back living as it were and struggling financially? There's an answer to that question today. Physically, how, how did we get here where we find ourselves living with pain? Symptoms of sickness and disease. At the end of all of these questions, ultimately the devil is responsible for any kind of heartache, suffering, any kind of pain, any destruction, any death that you might be experiencing. Jesus wants us to recognize this, but not only that, he wants us to learn how to deal with the devil. So I trust that you will allow me to take my time And minister this series of teaching to you. It is probably the most important series um, that I've ministered thus far in my lifetime. I don't feel rushed and I appreciate you for being here again. With that thought in mind, I want to look at something Jesus said prophetically about the way life works for those that live in the kingdom of God. We know that there's many kingdoms in this world. I mean, natural kingdoms. There's the uh, kingdom of the United Arab Emirates. There's the king of Scotland and the kingdom of, uh, of England. But then there's other, you know, categories of kingdoms. And we know that God is not dominating in every area on the planet. But even in the area... And areas where God dominates, this is what life looks like. With that in mind, read this story. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 28, another parable he put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like this. It's like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares amongst the wheat and went his way. But when the grain is sprouting and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, didn't you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? This is what it's like in the area where God dominates. We're not talking about what it's like in the world. In the area where God dominates, you can have an individual that's putting good seed in the ground, that's doing all that they know to do to live right, be right, do right. And then they have some situations show up just like they did. They came to him and said to the owner, the master, didn't you sow good seed in your field? How is it that it has tares? He says, an enemy has done this. 
his enemy came into his field and sold some bad things, did some bad things, caused some bad things to happen. Say it out loud as you see it on the screen. An enemy has done this. It is so important for us to recognize this. When I ask you, how did the gas price get to where it's causing such suffering for many people? Maybe not you, but there's some real, there's some people struggling right now just simply because of how much the price of gas is. They're deciding between what we eat and and, and getting to work. How did we get here? An enemy has done this. This was orchestrated ultimately by the devil. I know when they gave out trillions of dollars to to the people in the country to keep the economy going that, you know, we were happy then. And it seemed like right after that with inflation that they were trying to get their money back. Come on, somebody, because the price for everything goes up. And if you know that goes up, then the tax goes up and then they get their money back. Come on. I can count too. do the math. Right. But then on, on, on the heels of that, now a war stirs and we've got a new administration in the office that's more environmentally friendly. And so we're going to shut off oil production in the U.S. And of course, that's going to edge it up a little bit with the inflation. And then now the war, this ain't edged up. This is double for your trouble. Come on, somebody. <laughs> It's double cause in trouble. How did we get here? Ultimately, it's not the administration. It's not the country. It's not the pandemic. It's not an enemy. Your enemy has done this. My assignment today from the Lord is to show you from the word of God where the devil came from. Which is important to know. So that you can see that you have authority over him. So when we ask the question, how did we get here? The better question is, how did he get here? Where did the devil come from? Thus far, we've looked at why things are the way they are. And we've looked at how uh, these things explain everything. And we're going to pick up today. With how did we or he get here? So tell me again, why are things the way they are? According to what we've learned, it's because the heavens belong to the Lord, but dominion, authority, and control was given to Adam who sold out to Satan. The earth has he given to the children of men. It's not God who has things messed up on the planet. It's the devil who's done this. So tell me once again, how did we get here? And how does this explain everything? It's because God gave control, dominion, and authority in the earth over to Adam. And Adam gave that control over to the devil, who's a thief, a robber, and a murderer, Jesus said. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Romans chapter 6. And let's look at verse 16. This is so important for you to tuck these scriptures in your heart. That you have a solid understanding of these things. He says in verse 16, do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey? Whether of sin leading to death 
or of obedience leading to righteousness. He's asking a question in this verse that you and I need to know the answer to. God is saying to you, don't you know this? Don't you know that how don't you know how this works? Uh, Oh, I need you to go back. I need to break that down. Um, Don't you know how this works? Whomever you present yourself as a slave to obey, that person's slave you are, whom you obey. Who's he talking about? Well, we had looked at in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, that uh, just as one man, uh, through one man, sin entered into the world and that death passed upon all men and that all have sinned. The one man, and this is Romans 6, the one man that he's referring to in Romans chapter 5 is Adam. And he says, therefore, just as through one man's disobedience to God, sin entered into the world. That means it wasn't here before. Death entered into the world because of sin, which means death was not here before. People who struggle over a loved one that dies, I get it. Because in your original creation, You were never created to die. Neither is it natural to understand death. Because it wasn't intended from the beginning. But because Adam disobeyed and did what God told him not to do, he yielded and presented himself before the devil who was in the garden talking to his wife. Sister Kim told me last week, He was standing right there. That's right. Adam wasn't deceived. He saw it with eyes wide open. He should have stepped in and dealt with the devil. And this is what God is teaching you through this series. You got to know that when he comes in to deceive you to do something, you need to know how to deal with the devil. So in Romans 6, he says, do you not know this? Don't you know that if you yield yourself to someone, you become their slave? Satan became the ruler in this world because of Adam. We know that. He confirmed it himself out of his own words. In Luke chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, verse 4 says, then the devil, I'm sorry, verse 5, I'm sorry, I got it in my notes. It's Luke 4, verse 5. Uh, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Then the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and the glory for this has been delivered to me. And I will give it to whomever I wish. Did God create the devil to be the devil so that there would be a choice between good and evil? Did God create the devil so that he could show his glorious power? Did God, did God create the devil and then give devil, the devil this kind of authority and told the devil that you could give it to whomever you wish? I want to answer some of those questions. You need to know the answer to that question. Where did he, how did he get here? The devil took Jesus to this high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms, kings and areas of dominion. I told y'all, Michael Jackson, he for real was the pop king. Man, that guy could dance. Even at 50, man, he was, he had a movie out, This Is It. And I mean, I mean, just all kind of coolness. Who? 
gift of God, but who gave him that kind of dominion? He wasn't using it for God. Who gave him the influence that he had? Gift of God, but who gave him that kind of command? According to the Satan, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the, and the glory of them in a moment of time. And then he said, if you bow down to me, I can give you this authority. Of course, Jesus didn't follow into his deceit. So the answer to the question, did God intend for things to be this way, is absolutely not. Did God create the devil to be the devil? No. Did God give the devil this kind of ability and control over humanity and that brings about death into our lives so that he could separate those that really would have a heart? No. No. God did not create the devil to be the devil. And I'm going to show you that from the scripture. Yet a more important question is where did he come from? Where did the devil come from? Who created the devil? Why was he created? Listen at this. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus talking to the people, uh, particularly the Pharisees, he said, you are of your father, the devil. You mean, look up at me for a moment. The Bible has a lot to say about the devil. He was in chapter 1. Well, he was in, uh, the results of him was in chapter 1 in the book of Genesis. He showed up in chapter 3, and throughout the Old Testament, it talks about the devil. Jesus talked about the devil, even to the last book of the Bible. We're going to be talking about the devil. So I hope you don't let this bother you, because it's in the Word of God. All right, let's start over. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. When the Bible refers to the beginning, what do we know? If you were to do the search, if you were just to look at, you know, just the phrase, in the beginning. We know that Genesis 1-1 starts out in the beginning. We know that John 1-1 also starts out in the beginning. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning. With God. All things that were made were made by Him. So you could actually study in the beginning. What's unique, though, is you're going to come across John chapter 8 and verse 44, where Jesus says about the devil is that he was a murderer from the, oh, y'all got to help me, the beginning. So my question is, when was the beginning? <laughs> All right. Okay. Good question. Good question. It was in the beginning. <laughs> All right. Y'all are messing with me now. One thing that we can know is that in the beginning, the earth was created. Come on now. That's a point of note. We know that God has no beginning and he has no end. He, oh, I, I just felt Bishop Jakes' anointing. Come on. He is the infinite one. He is the all. Oh, y'all got to help me in this church. <laughs> I'm not Bishop Jakes, so if you need some good preaching like that, you can go on YouTube. Come on, somebody. But I'm about to teach you something. So one thing, we don't know when the beginning was, but we know that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, right? 
Okay. The, the scientists tell us that the earth is, come on, y'all help me. How old? 4.54 billion with a B years old. Hard for the mind to even imagine that. To put in context, dinosaurs roamed the earth about 235 million years ago and went extinct at about 65 million years ago, according to scientists. Do you believe that dinosaurs exist? Girl, you better go to the Smithsonian Institute. They did exist, but it was 60, according to the, however they calculate, how can you count back that far? But however the scientists figured, let's just go with it. They were here. We know that God created them, right? Human history only dates back to like 6,000 years. Imagine that you're a billionaire, like Warren Buffett. You got billions of dollars, 4.54 billions of dollars. What's 6,000 to you? It's literally a drop in the pond. It's nothing. Okay? So, when Jesus says that, that a couple things we know, when Jesus says that the devil was a murderer, it, it begs the question, did God make the devil a murderer in the beginning? And then how do we know that? There ought to be scriptures that prove that. Some people said, no, God didn't make the devil the devil. We need to see where does that come from. So one thing that we know then is that he was in the beginning. That makes the devil really, really old. Like 4.54 billion at least. Oh, y'all got to help me now. Okay, now watch this. When the Bible refers to the beginning, what do we know? What we know then is that the devil has been around for a very long time. Let me give you two major passages of Scripture that you as a Christian need to understand. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 14, and then we're going to look at Ezekiel chapter 28. One way I, as a student of the Word, remember these two chapters is because 14 times 2 is 28. And both of these chapters deal with with the origins and the nature of the devil who's been, along, who's been around for a really long time. How am I doing today, class? <laughs> this is verse 12. Prophet Isaiah, he wasn't around 4.5 years ago, but he's speaking the words of God. God says through Isaiah, verse 12, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into the heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit in the mountain of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I'll be like the most high. God says, yet you shall be brought down to Shoal, which is hell, the lake of fire, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you. And consider you, saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble? Is this the man that shook kingdom? 
who made the world a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners. Can I talk to you about this for a moment before we look at Ezekiel 28? This is wow. Right? Now, he says in verse 12, how are you fallen from heaven? We know that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Immediately, we know then that in the beginning, when God created the heavens, let's factor that he also created the angels in the beginning. And that according to this, they were in the heaven, but at some point he fell to the earth. He fell from heaven. Also, we note that his name is Lucifer, or was, son of the morning. The devil, if you didn't know this, is a fallen angel. An angel is a created being. And the devil, which his name was Lucifer, which actually means light, son of the morning, was in the beginning with God. He is a created being, and I'll show you that in a moment. But what I need you to know is that he was cut down to the ground. Now, watch this. The word ground there is a Hebrew word, and 712 times when the translators saw it, they normally translated it to earth. But for whatever reason, they called it ground in this particular verse. So this verse shows us is that Lucifer and fallen angel fell from heaven into the earth at one point. I submit to you that when that happened, um, chaos happened. Scientists say that the earth was hit by a massive asteroid millions of years ago that actually put a dust plume into the atmosphere, blocked out the sun, and introduced the Ice Age, and all the dinosaurs died. All life form planet on the planet died. I've already submitted to you that when you get verse 1 and verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Whoa, what happened? Everything God does is perfect. How is this that it's without form, void, and dark? I believe with all my heart is that in the beginning, the earth was created. It was perfect in its existence. The dinosaurs, all the animals, the plant life, and, and etc. But when Satan fell from heaven is when that moment happened. And then in Genesis chapter 1, we see the recreation of the earth or the reforming of the earth. Let me keep going. There's a couple of other things here. Um, skip down to verse 15. Uh, let's go 14. How am I doing, y'all? All right, go to 15. He'll say you'll be brought down to the pit. Verse 16. They'll look at you. They'll gaze. They'll say, is this the man who made the earth tremble? Here's a confirmation. How many of y'all know when that asteroid, the devil, hit this planet, it shook it? <laughs> Come on, somebody. He made the earth tremble. That's one uh, application of that. He shook kingdoms. But look at verse 17. This was fascinating to me. And then I'll go on to the other part of this. The devil made this world a wilderness. 
I thought it very interesting. And I've heard others preach that the Garden of Eden in the, in the recreation of the earth, when God put this thing back in order and decided, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, he, cre- he, he, uh, he formed, uh, he planted, the Bible says, God planted a garden eastward in Eden and placed the man there. And he told the man, be fruitful, multiply, listen to this word, replenish the earth. Replenish. See, when your refrigerator gets empty, you go to the grocery store so you can replenish it. What do you do? You refill it. That means it was filled first and then you emptied it and then it had to be filled again. I don't know what the history of earth is in a billion years. I can imagine a lot of things have happened and much we don't know we will find out. But we know for sure that God is good and everything he does is perfect from the beginning. God don't make no mistakes. Come on somebody. But I do know that even in its perfection, when Satan was cast down into the earth, some bad things started to happen. But God's not going to give this planet over to the devil now. And he's not going to give this planet over to the devil later. It's about to be dealt with. He gave Adam this earth. He said, I want, I got you started, boy. I planted a garden and I want you to spread this thing throughout the entire planet. Outside the borders of this garden, there is wilderness. There is feast. There is field. There are beasts of the field. But I'm here to tell you, I've given you authority and what you say goes. I've given you dominion and what you say happens. I gave you the right to name the animals and whatever you say will be, will be. And that's what God's trying to teach you through this stretching, the stretching series. He's trying to teach you in the same way he gave authority to Adam. He gave authority to you. And you don't just have to go with whatever the world does and whatever the devil does. He gave you authority in the name of Jesus. Can I take about five more minutes? <laughs> Go with me and I'm going to prove this a bit further. Because, Like I said, it's Isaiah 14, but there's also Isaiah 28. And when you read your chapters, allow your mind to, to go there in Scripture. In Ezekiel chapter 2, well, how did he get here? Well, according to Isaiah 14, about the two or three witnesses, let every word be established. According to Isaiah, he got here because he got kicked out of heaven. Wasn't God's original plan for this to go this way. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God. Who's talking? God's talking. Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. 
You were the anointed cherub, which is an angel, who covers. Covers who? Covers God. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence from within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as profane thing out of the mountain of God. I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the firing stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Can I preach this message today? Can I talk to you? You need to know how did he get here? Because God's about to teach you in this series the authority that he gave through the name of Jesus for you to have dominion over the devil, demons, and evil spirits. So go back with me to verse 11. I got to break this down because this is deep. This is like really, really good. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, verse 12, he says, son of man, take up the lamentation of the king of Sire. Now, the king of Tyre probably was an actual physical king, but there are other rulers of the darkness of this world. There are spiritual wickedness in high places. There are ranks and authority in Satan's kingdom. And so when God is talking to the king of Tyre, he's not talking to a natural human man. He's talking to a spirit being. He's talking to the devil. We know that because of what he says. He says, thus says the Lord God. Who's talking? Boy, that's slow. Y'all want to take extra time? Come on, y'all help me now. Who's talking? God's talking. What did God say? He says, number one, about the devil, you were the seal of perfection. That means you were perfect. He confirms it. You once were, when I made you, you were full of wisdom and you were perfect in beauty. Are you all seeing everything God does is perfect. When he created heaven and earth, it was perfect. It wasn't all messed up like it is, right? You were perfect, but what happened? Notice this. He said you were in Eden, the Garden of God. Now, we know that Eden, the Garden of Eden, is actually the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis. But how many of y'all know if God wanted a garden in heaven, he could have a garden in heaven, and it would be the Garden of God. It's just the Garden of God in heaven. Come on, somebody. Because, you know, we know he got kicked out, and he was in the Garden of God. At some point, and we don't ever see any indication that Satan, as an anointed cherub that covers, was in the Garden of Eden on the planet like this with all these jewels and beauty. Am I talking to you today? And splendor. So I just figure God likes gardens. I imagine when we get to heaven, there will be flowers. He has a garden. He had an image of that, and he wanted it on the planet for his son, so he created a small garden for his son to expand over the whole planet. But what we know is that he was in Eden, the garden of God. He was extremely beautiful, and it says at the last, he was prepared, it was prepared for you on the day you were created. Somebody say created. Look at me. He's extremely beautiful. He was. He's, he's hideous now. But one thing you can know is that he was, he's a created being. What makes God God is that he's self-existent. 
Nobody created God, right? The devil, and this will be important later next week and a week beyond, the devil is a created being. He's not a God. All right, next. You were anointed cherub. That means he was an angel. I established you. You are, now, did he establish him to be evil? No. He was in the mountain of God. He walked and so forth. Verse 15 says that he was perfect in his ways from the very beginning that he created. So look up at me. These scriptures confirm that God did not create him to be evil and to bring death and, and destruction. He didn't need a counterbalance between evil and good, light and darkness. He created this being perfect until iniquity was found in him. His heart went wrong. Um, next verse. Y'all got to help me in the back. Got to put it up so they can see it. By abundance of trading, you became filled with violence within. You sinned. And then he got cast out, profaned, out of the mountain of God. Let's say heaven, high place. This is the mountain of God. He got cast out of heaven. God destroyed him. Next verse. Verse 17. He said, you, your heart was lifted up because you'd be your corrupt your wisdom. I cast you where? Somebody say to the ground. Now, 712 times, you can look up at me. 712 times, it's translated what? Earth. Are you all putting the picture together? As I close with Luke chapter, will you all come back so I can teach you more? I'm, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. You need all of this. This is just the setup. And you need to learn that you've got authority that maybe you didn't recognize. You could play something softly for me, please. You've got authority. This series is called The King and the Outlaw. It's about what King Jesus did over the outlaw Satan. You need this kind of depth and foundation so the next time this created being tells you that your family member is never going to be better than they are right now, that you're never going to get ahead financially, when, when, when the enemy lies and says that you're nothing and nobody and never going to be anything, that you can look him in the eye and tell him where he can go. If you could play something softly for me. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus said, and this confirms the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. This is another confirmation of how he got here. He was a created angel. Once in heaven, sinned in his heart, wanted to become and, and move God out like the Most High. God cast him out. Guess what? G Moses, who wrote Genesis, he wasn't at the beginning, right? He had a vision up on the mountain, spent all them days with God, you know, 40 days and 49 on two occasions. He's the one that wrote Genesis chapter. Where did he get that from? He got it from God. God showed him and he wrote what as best he could as he could see it. 
Amen. And then he showed Isaiah and he showed Ezekiel and he showed Jesus and he showed, well, Jesus, one thing we know, he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. We know Jesus, guess what? He was in the beginning when God created the angels, when God created the heaven and the earth. He was there when Jesus, I mean, I'm sorry, I got thrown off a bit. Jesus saw when this happened. He said, I saw Satan like lightning. How many of y'all have ever seen lightning? And it just, doo, 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 you know, you know, that's like, right? He said, that's how, that's how Satan got here. Cast out to the ground. Well, he told them that because when the disciples came to him, they were all excited because they were exercising authority over the devil. Look at verse number 17. The 17, uh, uh, come on, Stan, I'm almost done. Thank you, Lord. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even demons are subject to us in your name. Look at me for a moment. That's where we're going in this series. Jesus gave them authority over the devil, demons, and evil spirits, and they came back. They were like, Jesus, Jesus, guess what? We told the devil to go, and he went. We told the devil to take his hands off of that person, and he did. We told the devil to loose them, and he did. He said, if you got excited about that, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, and I'm excited about it. Come on, somebody. Verse number 19 says, And behold, I give you authority to trample over the serpents and the scorpions, the devil, demons, and evil spirits, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. That's where we're going in this series. He got here because he was kicked out, cast down, and he no more has authority over you in Jesus' name. Did you get something out? of this today. Come on, stand up on your feet. Praise God. Sorry about the way that ended there. I got a little bit thrown off, but we're getting better and better every time. Anybody excited about what we're learning? Well, listen, we got another part to this next week, and it's just going to keep going right into resurrection. We really haven't gotten into the depth of it yet. But lift up your hands before God and say out loud, Father, thank you for this word. I receive revelation. And I refuse to allow the devil from this day forward to dominate my life, to dominate my family, to dominate in my finances, or in any other way. Thank you for the authority in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God.